WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Comet. Hello, how, how you doing? doing? Deshaun Washington. Daryl, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. Yep, it's yep. great to see you. Today, we're at Maria Hastings Elementary School in Lexington, Massachusetts, to meet with fourth grade teacher Deshaun Washington. Deshaun has been honored as the 2024 Massachusetts Teacher of the Year, and his dedication to teaching leadership and conflict resolution helped set him apart from his peers. It's also a historic honor because Deshaun is the first black male teacher of the year in Massachusetts history. We met up with Deshaun at Maria Hastings to learn more about his work. Give us a tour of the classroom. I'm yes. seeing some interesting things on the wall. Absolutely. Well, initially when you first walk in and you turn to your right, you'll see a Native American nation's poster. This is to honor the fact that the land that we're sitting on here today is not land that we have. It was land that was took. I want to show you all this. This is our alligator constitution. And so uh, we call our classroom the alligators. Um, and, the, and the way that came about was when I was a first year teacher, all the classrooms had animal names. So I asked the kids at the time, all right, what is a good animal name for our class? So it came down to two, it came down to cobras and alligators. And after a vote, alligators is what the name was. And so that became the hallmark of the classroom space. And so ever since then, alligators has always been like the name of whatever classroom I'm teaching in, whether it's third grade or fourth grade. A safe, respectful, joyful, collaborative effort classroom space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's really great is that, you know, this is created by the students with the student voice in mind. Wow. The alligator community promotes a safe, respectful, focused, joyful, and always showing their best effort learning community. It's one of the things I always talk about is joy. Joy is a joy is an element that is from within. You know, we talk about the difference between like happiness and joyfulness. Happiness, you know, is circumstantial. It's something that happens in a circumstance where something happens on the outside that we cannot control that like leads to us feeling happy. And that's great. It's good to be happy. But there are times where happiness is not where it's at at the moment. But joy is in the heart. This is what it's all about. So right in the um, back in the classroom, and we'll be moving this over to our circle space, is how to resolve conflicts. Uh, we talk in our classroom that, you know, kids, we're going to have some conflicts from time to time. It's just, that's just what human nature is. And we can't avoid it. It is what it is. When, I love that part, when we get a conflict, I'm teaching kids a series of steps to take. When they arise, we say a few things. We want them to step away from the conflict, you know, pull out of it, allow time to think and allow time for kids to process their understanding. And then if they can, you may even respectfully approach that same person, you know, after a few minutes, after a little while. Hey, can we talk about what happened at recess a little bit earlier? And then they have that respectful, small, what we call restorative circle. And they go back and forth to exchange conversation. It enforces listening skills. It allows you to be heard. It allows you to understand the perspective of the other person, why they gave the actions that they gave. Most likely, you come to an understanding of like, oh, now I understand. And that leads then 
to forgiveness. And the other thing is that when we forgive, right, it's restoration. Yeah, I really could have used this as a child. <laughs> I really could have used this as a child. This is really powerful stuff you're teaching young kids. Yeah. We took a seat with Deshaun on a blue carpet where students meet throughout the day. And I wanted to know what it means to him to be Massachusetts Teacher of the Year. To, to receive it in of itself for any teacher is really the highest regard that we can give a teacher. It means that not only are you exemplary in terms of the academic teaching that you're doing and reading and writing, so it's not just the academics, but also the ability to cultivate um, a community where you're working with other peers and you're learning from them, you're empowering them with knowledge, and the ability to build life skills for students as well. Uh, this is a work where you know, students and teachers alike are gaining life experiences with each other. It's amazing work. And I'm just grateful to, to be a representative of Massachusetts as an ambassador. And I can't forget being the first black man to the win this first, honor. Yep. You're an so, ambassador for teachers in Massachusetts now. Uh, so I understand you're a Boston native, right? Roxbury, Dorchester. Yes, sir. Um, talk to me about how your upbringing influences your work. Born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, went to Boston Public Schools. Um, before elementary, I went to the Oliver Wendell Holmes Elementary School on School Street. I went to the old school, the William Barn Rogers Middle School um, in High Park. And then for high school, went to City on the Hill Charter School. I would say my upbringing really all started with my grandmother. She was the first teacher. When I was three, she would take me over to the Boston Public Library in Dudley. You know, we would, we, would go to, we would go there every day. We would read all types of children's books, I mean, for hours on end. And so that's how I engaged with school, too, was through books. I always loved education from the standpoint that it empowered me to learn more things. Did you always want to be a teacher? You know, back in high school when I was at City on the Hill, I would help other students with, like, and do tutoring. Um, so I had a knack for it. And then when I went to college at UMass Boston, they actually had Chumpstart, which is an AmeriCorps program that served, at the time, three- to five-year-old children of reading. And I was, like, literally, like, one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, and I really wanted to get into education at that point. But, you know, I was also 18, 19 years old. So what steered me away was this thing called money. People were like, oh, education? Like, why, why would you do education? You ain't going to make any money. Doing, go, go, go do business. Go, 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 go make money doing business. And it's all like, yeah, that sounds right. So I finished my bachelor's in business, accounting finance, went to the big four accounting firm, and I started to work there for a couple years. It wasn't for me. It's funny how we have to go through those journeys to come back to the things that are for us, right? Mm -hmm. You got steered away. You had to try that mm -hmm. to come on home, right? Yes, absolutely. So here we are. We're in your classroom. Take us through a typical day in your classroom. Absolutely. So, you know, students will come in the room. Morning work could be like independent reading. It may be like an activity game that they're working on from the prior day. Then what we have is morning meeting. Morning means when the community comes together, we sit in a circle like we're kind of sitting in a circle now, and we will greet one another, we'll say good morning to each other. It's beautiful because it, it allows for all of us to be seen and be heard, right? But then we do like social studies or science. They go away from lunch and recess. They come back. We do some math work. And then we come back and we have this thing called community circle. 
And, and it's in the circle where we would do like kind of like an afternoon check-in. It's an opportunity where students are able to share and reflect on how their day is going so far. Yeah. So then the, our first would be like on a scale of one to five, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, there will be like some question or some thought provoking idea. Um, literally today, some students had some discussions about uh, some in-house conflicts that were happening around the community space recently. And it was really great is that it was student-led conversation. So a student came to me today was like, hey, there's something that's on my mind about how people are treating each other recently in the classroom. You think I could share a little bit of this about my observations? I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's that conflict resolution piece. So that way, not only are we able to heal and be able to forgive each other, but then that way we can learn and have action steps now. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair. A new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back at Maria Hastings Elementary School in Lexington with 2024 Massachusetts Teacher of the Year, Deshaun Washington. Was teaching something that came easy to you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is a great question because when I started teaching in the classroom, I was prepared to teach, meaning like I can give instruction. I didn't understand this other concept of relationship building. And that's actually the pillar to get into academics. Actually, I was struggling so much that the school administration, I used to work at um, a school in Boston, Young Achievers, and the school administration had to actually come into my classroom to reset my classroom, which means basically as a teacher, you lose some of your control of your classroom and is now shared with school administration. That's how bad things were. But here's the good thing that came out of it. I had some really great teachers and great leaders that invested in me. Dwayne Nunez, for example, he was an assistant principal at Young Achievers at the time. He was phenomenal with culture building, relationship building. 
he taught me a lot about the restorative circles, morning meetings, right? To rebuild community with each other. And he did that in such a smooth, calm, cool way. I was like, oh, this is dope. Jonathan Scott, he was another assistant principal at Young Achievers at the time. He taught me how to do engagement with students. How do students engage with one another in a way that they're empowering each other? That was great teaching. And then the principal, Sean Guthrie, poured his investments into me as well. Gave me an opportunity when I first started teaching. And this whole component of like relationship building, culture building, that was not necessarily easy for me to do. I had to go through the, the hard nose of learning how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, now having gone through all of that and getting to where you are now, being the first black man to win Massachusetts Teacher of the Year, how are you thinking about the importance of that? It's monumentally important. Research have shown that having a black man, any grade, K to 12, positively impacts all students, academically as well as socially. So when you think about what black man in particular is bringing to the table in education, it's lifting up literally every student of every culture, of every race up in their performance. And so part of this work I'm doing this year and being you know, an ambassador of public education is really exposing some of the great teachers that, of black men in particular, that represents that 2%. 2% of entire teacher population in the United States is black men. That's a very low percentage. But within that percentage, there's a lot of black men that's doing a lot of great teaching, especially here in the Commonwealth. So with all that, Deshaun, what's next for you? A lot's ne- <laughs> a lot is next. Uh, I think the biggest thing was next is uh, now becoming an ambassador public education here in the state of Mass. So I'll be doing a lot of good work, including going around to see great students and great teachers doing great work and be able to share their stories all around the Commonwealth, be able to stand in policy and be able to support in some of the initiatives, some of the changes that's happening in in public schools that's going to uh, make learning even more exciting for students and also make the teaching experience even greater for teachers. I'll be able to do some things like go to D.C. in April and uh, be able to get more of knowledge and understanding of what it means to be a true ambassador of this work. There's just so much great opportunity to be able to share the passion of coming into teaching. Well, Deshaun, congratulations on this win. I mean, this is big. You made history. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us here at The Common. Thank you, Daryl, for having me on the common and uh, to the state of Massachusetts. Thank you so much for allowing me to be an ambassador for all of you. That's Deshaun Washington, 2024 Teacher of the Year for Massachusetts. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you want to get in touch with us, head on over to Instagram at WBURTheCommon. You can also send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.